0: on today's Live Daily News. Early voting is underway for the March 5th primary. Should local Democrats vote in the Republican primary? And the Angelo State University rodeo team just got a huge gift. Also, Congressman Tony Gonzalez stops by to talk with Joe Hyde about Elon Musk and the border. All those stories and more. I'm Matt Catrier, and this is Live. We'll get to those stories in just a minute, but first, need a new or improved driveway? How's your parking lot? What about your ranch road? Now is the time to get it repaved. San Angelo-based Mac Asphalt and Paving is ready to get to work for you right now. Go to macasphaltpaving.com and request a free, no-obligation quote. They're offering heavily discounted repaving and paving packages right now. If you've been thinking about paving your driveway, parking lot or ranch road, get a quick turnaround quote while you can save a whole lot. Do so by going to macasphaltpaving.com. Early voting is underway in Tom Green County at five locations. There are five contested local races on the Republican ballot of state representative, where incumbent, Drew Darby, has a challenger. There's an open seat for constable and a county commissioner and the tax assessor have drawn opponents. Since there are contested Democratic primary races, should local Democrats vote in the Republican primary? We'll break that down for you. Read that story on SanAngeloLive.com. And the Angelo State University rodeo team just got a huge gift. According to ASU, a donation of half a million dollars was made by an area ranching family in the name of El Dorado cowboy, Bob Johnson. There's more to that story on SanAngeloLive.com. Have you downloaded the all-new San Angelo Live mobile app yet? It's now available on the Apple App Store and the Google Play Store, so iPhone and Android users can now have the latest uh, stories delivered directly to their phones. That's the all-new San Angelo Live mobile app available now. Also, a noon hour crash in front of a liquor store slowed traffic in San Angelo Tuesday. A Chevy Suburban in a Cadillac crashed in front of Pinkies on South Bryant. It appears there were no serious injuries. And unseasonably warm and dry week is in the forecast for West Texas. According to the National Weather Service Office, the area will experience elevated wildfire danger as temperatures will reach the upper 80s by midweek and there is no rain in the forecast. When we come back, we have a supersized interview with Congressman Tony Gonzalez and San Angelo Live's Joe Hyde as they talk about the border, Uvalde, and the Congressional District that is Congressional District 23. But first, a quick word from the Bass Bunch and Carpetech.
1: 2024 means savings galore at Jim Bass Ford. Why not drive off our lot in a new 2024 Ford Expedition XLT? for only $59,999. While you're here, be sure to ask about 3.9% APR financing. This SUV offers third row seating and pure luxury for you and your family. Hurry, these are limited offers, and you can only get these deals at Jim Bass Ford at the corner of Houston Heart at Arden Road or shop 24-7 at bassbunch.com.
2: This month only, mix and match cleaning and disinfecting services and save big with Carpet Tech. For example, get your carpet clean, save 10%. Get your carpet and tile clean, save 15%. Or get your carpet and tile and air ducts clean, save 20%. Call Carpet Tech today,
0: 325-735-5142. If
1: your home is in a red, call Carpet Tech, yeah.
2: Well, hello, welcome back. I'm Joe Hyde. I'm the publisher and founder of San Angelo Live, and every Newscast, we try to bring in an interesting interview. And of course, today is no different. I have with me um, Congressman Tony Gonzalez. Now, um, just let me talk a little bit and I'll kind of introduce this. Uh, Tony and I go back a long way. Uh, I'm obviously, I, I, came, I came out of Del Rio, um, but he represents Congressional District 23, which is kind of a, a weird bird. Um, if you want to think about it, it spans from outskirts of San Antonio or actually parts of San Antonio suburbs all the way to the outskirts of El Paso and includes a lot of the places, the hot spots in today's national debate about gun control. We have the uh, tragic inc- incident in your district in Uvalde. And also right now the, the big heat is the border which uh, it seems like every year we have either Del Rio or Eagle Pass flare up as kind of like ground zero of the war uh, on the border. I wouldn't call it a war because we're not really fighting. <laughs> but right. uh, the invasion, right. some people call it the invasion. Sure. But Tony, tell me a little bit about yourself and, and and just if I missed anything about your district, you know, because these guys in San Angelo, they they—they they, they need to understand what's going on south of them.
1: Yeah, first off, thanks for having me on. It's great to see you yeah. again. Uh, I think I, I was here when I first ran the very first time. Man, we
2: were- you had $100 in your bank <laughs> account.
1: <laughs> we were going everywhere. And you know what? That same style, was we've never shied away from that. I'm in I'm in eight counties today. We started out in El Dorado, and then we'll go to Kermit and Monahans and Pecos and Fort in a Stockton. car. Yep, just just driving around. Do you have uh, a Tesla? No, I don't have a <laughs> Tesla, but. But I knew you had that, a,
2: If you had a Tesla, I wonder if you could re- recharge it along this route out here in your, your district.
1: I bet you if I asked Elon to, to let me borrow <laughs> one of his cyber trucks and I put a Tony Gonzalez for Congress, <laughs> that'd get a lot of views. You, lot of you
2: and Elon have become friends. He, we you? have.
1: We have. Matter of fact, yesterday I tweeted a picture. I, I hosted him in Eagle Pass. Okay. And uh, and we were there. It was a great day. I, I uh, got him in front of sheriffs, and mayors, and ranchers and I go county judges county judges democrats and republicans i didn't stack the deck mm-hmm. and i just said hey tell him tell tell him the ground truth and of course in a very elon style he gets his phone out and he goes we're going to do this we're going to do this live and that thing got 110 million views Wow. Those weren't Fox watchers and those weren't CNN watchers, just everyday people. And that's what I've tried to do with this border. Those crisis. are,
2: those are Tucker Carlson numbers. <laughs>
1: yeah, It was amazing. It was amazing. So him and I have been good friends yesterday. So what is he like? What is he like? He uh, is, he's, uh, so, so I pick him up. So I pick him up in Eagle Pass at, at the airport and he's coming in. I'm waiting on him. And the guy goes, I don't know the guy that runs the airport. He goes, I don't know who you're meeting, Tony. I know him really well. But the guy is in a G450. And I go, is that good? He goes, I've never seen a G450. He goes, let's just say governors fly around in a G200. Uh-huh. And so he gets down, and I, he gets down, he gets off this G50, and I go, I go, Elon. You're going from a G50, a G450, to an F150, <laughs> and we get in my pickup truck. So it's just
2: you and Elon. In just the pickup-
1: me and Elon in the pickup truck, uh-huh. and we drive. We drive to Eagle Pass, and uh, on on my Twitter page, Tony Gonza- Tony Gonzalez for Texas is a video of him and I just having a conversation. And he goes, "Walk me through what's happening." I go, "This is a problem. Everyone's coming over, and we are deporting zero people back." He goes, "Zero." I go, zero. He goes, mm-hmm. well, this is the issue. So, him and I have become real good friends. As a matter of fact, yesterday I tweeted. Well, let's get there. Yeah. We're, we're
2: deporting zero people. Zero people. So, basically, the Border Patrol is the welcoming committee. Sadly. And then and they take them to some tent called Camp Firefly. Walk them through and hand them a court date and say, see you in five years?
1: Yeah, if that. And so what has happened is, and this is very systematic, Joe. Mm -hmm. Joe Biden has turned the Border Patrol agency from a law enforcement agency into basically the last chain in this human smuggling crisis. And, And these Border Patrol agents, they don't want to be processing. They want to be back out in the field. They want to do their job. So one of the things that we've been pushing for is exactly that. And what happens is... When you have this is the secret sauce you want this to go away this is what how it needs to go away And every president has done this mm-hmm. Bush, Clinton, Obama, uh, Trump, all of them have done this exact same thing. If you do not qualify for asylum you get deported back to your country of origin. You don't get sent to Chicago, you don't get sent to LA you don't get sent to Martha's Vineyard as fun as that was right. you get sent back to your country of origin. You do that a little bit, and it all goes away. Remember the Haitians? Mm-hmm. Remember the Haitians under the bridge?
2: They, I heard they only deported out of the 15,000 Haitians under the bridge in Del Rio. This is in 2021. Yep. Uh, I heard they only deported about 350, 300, 350, 400 of them.
1: That's right. That's right. I was there. I was there. So there's no end in sight. All these Haitians coming, and then all of a sudden, they started deporting people back to Haiti. Just a little bit, and it stopped. Why? Well, people don't realize they don't want to play Russian roulette. Well, what, what people didn't realize, these Haitians, they had already left Haiti years ago. They were living in Chile and they were living in Peru. They mm-hmm. were living in South America. They just
2: took this opportunity to come on north.
1: That was it. They go, oh, now's the time to go to the United States. And so then all of a sudden we start deporting them back to Haiti, and they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa wait a minute, I'm not from Haiti. I'm from I'm from these other places that's all that's the secret sauce that's what Joe Biden has done he's done it before and mm-hmm. this is what I said what if I told you it's an election year yeah. and all of a sudden Joe Biden is going to start to vamp up some of the border security stuff right we're already seeing some of it kind of a, a, um, there's, go a down there's a, a there's
2: an expert on the border security named Todd Bensman and we ran a story sure. from Todd Bensman uh, last week mm-hmm. he said one of the things he was talking about in the piece was that Um, Biden administration officials went to Mexico, went to Mexico City, talked to the president of Mexico and said, you need to stop this. And so Mexico is actually right now internally moving people from these border cities like Piedras Negras, Acuna, uh, Reynosa, um, uh, Juarez. They're moving them back down to, the, the. I guess, there's three or four cities on the southern border of Mexico. Sure. So, so they're, they're deporting them inside Mexico right now, getting away from the border. But that's only because Biden administration people finally got there in December. I think it was December 23rd of
1: 2023 and kind of made this deal. I was, I was in Mexico City about three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And I visited with the president of Mexico and I visited with the two leading candidates that are going to replace him for six years. Right. I was in Mexico before that 10 months ago. Mm-hmm. Mexico is critical to all of this. It was critical to remain in Mexico. The only reason the remain in Mexico policy worked is because people were terrified of Trump, and Mexico basically uh, uh, got in line. Mm-hmm. So you need to have them. At, so what I told them. No
2: one is scared of this this president we have now. Oh, of
1: course not. No. I mean,
2: I mean, I'm, I you know we're both military. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you had, I if I had a squadron commander, who didn't know how to fly, I mean. I think the whole. I think we have airplanes dropping out of the sky. That's I mean,
1: and we do have, and that's what we're having in this environment. Yeah, and something has to change. And you're having people going, "Look, enough's enough. I am done with all the chaos." So to the part on Mexico, they are critical to it, and and what they have to do. One of the things that I ask for, I sit there with the president of Mexico. I go, "Look." He, uh, you have to. He, he goes off and says all these wonderful things that they're doing. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're Tony. We're actually, we're actually doing more on the border than y'all are doing. We're doing this, this, this. And I sit there and I listen to, and I go, all right, all right, Mr. President. If y'all are doing such a wonderful job, okay, then that means you don't need any foreign aid from us this year. Right, mm-hmm. I sit on the Appropriations Committee. You see his eyes. Well, wait a second, here, Tony. <laughs> so you, you
2: know, had you, you had some uh, you had some leverage strings. there, a little, little leverage, leverage yeah. there.
1: And then I said, and, and this is what I this is what my ask for you, is right now you got people from all over the world coming into Mexico. A lot of uh, Chinese. You, mm-hmm. You're hearing that right now. Yeah. Well, how are they getting here? How the hell are they getting from China to to California? What's happening is Mexico is giving them. It visas they're giving them humanitarian and tourist visas so they're legally transiting to Mexico they have legal documentation they transit through Mexico and then when they get to the border they dump all that documentation and they come over illegally so what i asked the president would go here's the deal what i need from you is stop giving out these tourist visas when you know damn well these people what ain't coming to see the they ain't coming to see the pyramids he you could tell cuz I have, ha- I have two-thirds of the Texas-Mexico border. Mm-hmm. I have 42% of the overall. Which is about, what, 800, 900 miles? 823 miles. I go. know the problem set inside and out. Mm-hmm. You could tell... He wasn't talking to some senator from the Midwest. Right. He was talking to somebody who knows the problem. Right. And I wasn't asking him for things that I didn't think he could do. Mm-hmm. I knew I, I was asking him for something. So he did could he? Do today. Did he agree, or did he say I'll consider it? This yeah. is what he said. He goes. He goes. Actually, Tony, we we're well, We've been we've been criticized for not giving enough visas out. We're actually very stringent on the, the all BS, right? Right. But what it what it did was it checked him. The mm-hmm. Biden administration isn't checking these people. Somebody has to check them, and that's what House Republicans need to do. We need to be a check and balance into this equation, and part of it is go, just calling out the truth. It's yeah. like, look,
2: and and having and having some control over the person, and having some control over the per. This can go one of two ways. So, so if we can't get Border Patrol to
1: actually enforce the border, why don't you cut their budget? That here's you're you're not wrong. So what I've looked at is it, you, we cannot give blank checks. That doesn't work. Because mm-hmm. what has happened is DHS takes the money out of operational funds and they siphon it over for these soft-sided facilities, which are magnets, right? Mm-hmm. So what i am saying, And when is, you
2: say that, that's like Camp Firefly. And, Camp
1: Firefly and Eagle Pass. Right. And and, the, and the, it's, a
2: big, it's a big, huge tent that probably cost—
1: Hundreds of thousands
2: of dollars. Millions.
1: Millions? Millions. Literally hundreds of millions of dollars in these these facilities are hey, everywhere. Wait, how many are there in your district? Oh, you we've got one in El Paso that can house uh, 4,800 people. Uh, the facility in Eagle Pass is about 1,100 people. They're all over the place. They're all up and down the border because people are getting rich off of this deal. So, what I Who's getting rich? Contractors that are. Contractors. Rich? Yeah. So, the Biden administration has given no bid contracts out. To 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 their friends essentially, mm-hmm. and in many cases they're activists. They want this. Mm-hmm. We people don't remember uh, uh, June twenty fifth, twenty twenty one. Veronica Escobar from El Paso hosts Vice President Harris mm-hmm. hosts that. Dick yeah. Durbin, Senator Durbin, and and Secretary Mayorkas. Right, and she goes, "Welcome to El Paso, the new Ellis Island. This isn't an accident, Joe. This is by this, chance. this is
2: an ideological." a uh, movement to basically change the
1: demographics of the 100%. United States. So how do we stop it? You, you hit it right on the head. You go you don't go I'm not going to cut all your budget. You go here's a mm-hmm. deal. If you want money for deportation flights, I'll bo- I'll I'll give you all the money you need to get for deportation flights. If you want money for soft sided facilities, you're not going to get any of that. So it's not it's not necessarily about the money. It's about where you put the money and what you you force them to enforce the law. I'm going to ask
2: you a hard question. Yeah, yeah. Of course. You're in CD23, yep. which obviously is is a strange animal. You have you have Democrats, you have Republicans. Got to keep them all happy. Yep. So I'm going to ask you a Democrat leaning question. Yep. Sure. Okay. Back in uh, 1875, my my ancestors uh, transitioned here from Germany. Yeah, uh, yeah. The entire state of Texas became German. Sure. Um, they settled in Hallettsville. Uh, obviously, here in San Angelo, some of them made what they call the German Death March through the yeah, Indians yeah. and got out here to Wall and very best and Miles and that whole area over there is all all pretty much German descent. Yep. Um, what's wrong with uh, with a little bit of uh, immigration here? I mean, nothing. We, we did the we did the Germans back in eighteen seventy five. Legal Im-
1: We should all be we should all be talking about legal immigration. Mm-hmm. The number for illegal immigration should always be zero. We don't want bad actors. We don't want people breaking the law. We don't want drugs. We don't want any of that nonsense. But legal immigration, all of our families mm-hmm. have legally come here in some form or fashion. Uh, and so I've been a proponent of legal immigration. You want to come here and work? We got a job right, for talk, you. Let's talk about that. You know, <clears throat>
2: I mean, I've, I've, been in, I've been around the border 20 years. Yep, yep. And one of the issues you you hear from people, constituents in Del Rio of yours is that our legal immigration system is so broken, it yes. takes 17 years yes. for you to, to become a naturalized citizen. So it's too long. But then, then again, when the Democrats say, hey, remember we had the Gang of Eight back in the 2000s yeah. uh, trying to get these uh, reforms to our immigration system? no one want, We don't have the political will, or I guess the political cooperation probably would be it, to get it. I, I, I sense that the reason why we
1: can't get reforms to our legal Yes. immigration
2: system is because we don't trust Democrats.
1: <laughs> no. And here's here's the thing. Here's the thing, Joe. Amnesty doesn't work. It doesn't work. Mm-hmm. But what you have to do is you have to go, how do you bring somebody that wants to work? not access to voting, mm-hmm. not access to social services. If you wanna come and work, I wish we could deport people that didn't wanna work and import people that wanna work, mm-hmm. right? And so if you wanna come here to work, we got a job for you. We know who you are, you're vetted, you, you know, you're you you're know, working in right. a job that no one else is gonna be working in. This is the level, I think, of granularity where you go separate legal from illegal immigration. The people that are doing it the right way shouldn't be in the back of the line. When people come in under but, the But how how are we going to
2: get there with legislation because obviously the system they have in
1: place now doesn't work. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. So step 1 is we got to we got to stop this border crisis. Right. Step I've said I said immigration reform starts with border security. Mm-hmm. Cuz what cuz what is happening now? So is,
2: how would you how would you measure that we've stopped the border crisis? We haven't. I know how would you me- what, what what would be the benchmark that you would say okay, all right, we fixed it let's go on and let's work on that will
1: I'll, I'll be a little more simple uh the benchmark is when my when my schools don't have to go into lockdown because they're high-speed chases I mean imagine you're you're imagine your parent or a mm-hmm. grandparent and you get a text message hey there's a high-speed chase your school is going into lockdown we are exhausted in our district and you know what uh, and, and, you Ozona. Arizona
2: I'm thinking about this you know we were talking about Arizona but yeah like Rock Springs I did a yeah. story a long time in Rock Springs yeah. I mean He's lucky to have one patrol unit exactly. in mean, the entire Edwards County. Exactly. Um, and so, I mean, and, and you talk to Valverde County Sheriff, uh, Joe Frank Martinez. Yes. He'll, he'll tell you. I mean, I have, I don't know how many square miles he says it yeah. is, but yeah. it's huge. It's, it's huge. a big county. Yeah. And he's, he doesn't have the resources to patrol every corner. So if you're in Juneau and you murder someone, you might get away with exactly. it. You know?
1: Exactly. Exactly. And, and, you know, these counties, I represent 29 counties. Mm-hmm. Uh, these counties, some of them are larger than states. Yeah. And you got a handful of deputies deputies to be able to track it all and it's not fair what's happening is now the deputies are sucked into this immigration stuff and the border skirt well what about the everyday citizens who are just you know they got issued you know they're having to deal uh with certain things to feel safe ozona uh you know 100 miles from the border right here you have a smuggler comes and kills you know the Tambungas, you mm-hmm. know uh, emmy and coke and that Tambunga. was
2: that, that was the grandmother and her seven-year-old granddaughter daughter So this guy was tracked going 105 miles an hour down I-10. He was eastbound on I-10, being pursued by sheriff. Initially, it was DPS and then the sheriff, uh, the the Crockett County Sheriff. And then he exits right there at the main crossroads in Ozona, runs through the red light, hits the tambungas in their uh it was a ram fifteen hundred yep yep and kills it kills them and I think he killed what one or two several
0: yeah
1: several of the different uh, he had he had eleven illegals yep, on board yep and in a in a freaking Chevy pickup I mean. It's, I know I know and so when people say we impeach Majorca Sisters, third time's a try right, right. try 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 again uh, last week we impeached Mayorkas. It was razor-thin margin.
2: And Mayorkas is the is the uh, Secretary of uh, Homeland Security. That's
1: right. And, and it's the, only the second sitting um, secretary member that has been impeached ever. And I've always been of the mind—I take that very serious. Mm-hmm. I've always been of the mindset that impeachment is, in case of emergency, break glass. Well, guess what? We're <laughs> at an emergency. And when someone asks me, well, why would you vote to impeach him? I go, you just try sitting across from the Tambungas. Try, try sitting across from Melissa and have her tell her story of why her seven-year-old daughter isn't here. Mm-hmm. And that's just one family, Joe. Right. There's hundreds. What about all the people dying of fentanyl?
2: Right. I
1: mean, there are these. this is a systematic thing that's occurring.
2: And one of the things that's Poisoning happening. Poisoning us. We don't hear about a lot of these crashes that are involved in our law enforcement because there's not a whole lot of media out there. I know. Um, I mean you're you're kind of in these media deserts. I mean you got this uh, Mr. I guess it's Ruiz down in Eagle Pass. Yeah, yeah. He's trying real hard. So yeah. Josh Lang uh, uh, Josh Langston in 830 uh, times in yep. Del Rio, they're yep. trying. Yep. But I mean there's not a lot of resources for media, so when these crashes happen, we don't hear
1: about it. We don't. And and it's it's what I've said is what about us? What about the people that live here? and it's not just on the border. I know everyone's talking about Eagle Pass and and some of these border communities, it's everywhere, to include San Angelo, to include right. Midland, right. to include these small El Dorado you know, and A
2: couple months ago, Sheriff Nick Hanna, he's the Tom Green County Sheriff. Uh-huh. He sent me some pictures from the bus station over here. Okay. And it was all illegals. Wow. Doesn't then, surprise me and then uh, you know I, I, I I'm very involved in our airport community I'm yep. a general aviation pilot yep um, I get pictures all the time of airliners coming in yep and they're just loading up strange people into the and um, one of the guys at the terminal building said that they'll come in in groups of 12 24 mm-hmm. hop on an American eagle flight out of here going to you know Philadelphia wherever. I
1: think I, you hit it on the head look this isn't a new topic for us. Any no. of us that live and in, in work in South and West Texas our whole lives, we've seen this. We've never seen it like this. We are compassionate people. We're all about people that want to better their lives. But there is a lot of bad actors in this as well. Mm-hmm. And so what about us? There is a, a Venezuelan gang. No one's talking about it right now, Joe. Okay. Three years from now, everyone's going to be talking about this. It's
2: kind of like the MS-13 of the MS-13. Future.
1: You know MS-13. Yeah. Everyone knows MS-13. So this Venance gang, these guys gobble up MS-13 folks. Okay? That's how bad they are. Okay. They're called the Tran de Agua. And uh a, a TDA. And these folks. What, uh, what does that mean in, in English? So, uh, it, it, so, something in water? <laughs> no, it's, it's not Awa. I thought it was Awa at yeah. first, but it's Aragua, and Aragua is a is a province. It's like a, one of the states. Okay, in so name that place in Venezuela. Exactly, okay. a state in Venezuela. Mm-hmm. And so these guys are terrible, terrible people. And so they're coming over in drones. What is happening is you've got these bad actors. You know, you saw what happened in New York. You know, you've got these gangs that are popping up everywhere. So one of the things that I'm working on is going back to, uh, you know, what are you doing? You know, you're running for re-election. Why, why the hell do? Why the hell do you deserve another shot mm-hmm. uh, at, at representing us? I'm I'm making sure that these Venezuelan gangs are not in Texas, and I'm working. Well, with, how do How
2: do you do that as a congressman? I mean, you, do, you have no executive enforcement arm.
1: This is what you do. Task forces. You do task forces with federal government, state, uh, federal uh, law enforcement, federal law enforcement, state, and local law so enforcement.
2: So you get money, you grant money you get to the, like a sheriff and say, hey, build a pet task force. Well, it's
1: for not him. just a sheriff. It's, you know, it's your it's your federal agencies that often have the most, let's say, analysts and tools. And mm-hmm. they got the bells and whistles, right? Right, right. Because they're the feds. And then you got the sheriff who's just the guy on the ground, but he mm. knows everywhere, right? He yeah. knows, hey, well, oh, yeah, I know this family. Yeah, he knows the ins and outs. You piece all those together. Right now, everyone is fighting this war in a silo. Mm-hmm. It's almost like, how do we use land, air, sea, right. bring everything right. together and tackle these folks? I don't want to see these these, these TDA. I'll call them TDA. It's easier that way. I don't want to see these TDA folks. Say it, say it again, what it is. Thrand Agua. Okay. I will never be able to pronounce <laughs> that for a while. <laughs> we don't want these guys here. <laughs> yeah. These are bad people. And don't think for a second that they won't be in our small towns. That's one of the things. Are I'm they drug at. dealers? Are they human tra I mean, all of them above? Or? They're, they're, they're all of the above. Whatever, you know, they're these criminal organizations. They're all about making money, fast money. Whatever that is. If that's mm-hmm. human smuggling, if that's drugs, if that's gu- whatever it is, that's what they want to do.
2: All right. So we have a police chief who went to prison. Mm-hmm. And uh, he wrote me a letter. Mm-hmm. And uh, in the letter, I probably shouldn't tell all of them. I won't tell you everything that was in the letter. Sure. But one of the things he said, he's in, he's in a federal lockup in Georgia. And he said that the illegal immigrants control the federal prisons.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, if they control the prisons, you know, what's next?
1: You know what? This is the scary part, is because of Joe Biden's open borders, this is the part that long-term he is creating. Short-term, we see the short-term. We Mm -hmm. talked about the Tambungas. We talked about the damage that it's caused. All the different folks gobble up all the resources. But long-term, these criminal organizations are getting stronger and stronger. And
2: they're getting set inside, the. I mean, deep, the cities, inside, in deep the cities. inside. Deep so inside. So the cities,
1: I mean, it won't be safe to walk down the street. It already isn't. I yeah. was in El Paso. I represent 60% of El Paso County. Mm-hmm. El Paso, very blue city, right? Right, right? Very, and they're all- You get about, a lot of votes out of El Paso? Not, not as many as I'm, I need to. <laughs> um, Why well, I'm spending more time out in West Texas. Than the, but, but here's the thing. I was in El Paso. It was like six in the morning, and we're we're driving to our first stop with the uh, with the the sheriff, Mm -hmm. the the the, uh, sheriff's department. Mm -hmm. And there's about two dozen people just roaming around like Mm -hmm. zombies. And you're going, look, I don't know what's going on, but just did not feel safe. And that's not fair. What about us? Mm -hmm. We don't feel safe. What about Americans? What about Americans? Right. What about the Americans that live here? Mm-hmm. It, you know, all of a sudden, everyone's getting all these benefits and getting all this. These they're getting put to the front of the line. You're busting your butt. You're working your. You're you're working your tail off. You're putting your boots on. You're going to work, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, you're getting last.
2: One of the things that uh, we get accused of being as Republicans is not having any compassion. Sure. And obviously, I mean, your first, was it your first term or, or second term? This is your, this will be
1: your second. This is my, I'm, I'm half, halfway through my second term.
2: Okay. So right there in the beginning of your second term. So you barely got your feet wet. Yep. We had this, this uh, tragic uh, shooting at the school in Uvalde. Yep. How do you, as a Republican, handle that? And, 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 you know, obviously, Uh, Republicans are very pro-Second Amendment. Of course. And that's, you know, going into this Republican primary, it's very uh, pro-Second Amendment, I would imagine. How do you, I guess, straddle that with having compassion?
1: This is what I've said is legal, law-abiding citizens uh, need to have access. They they deserve to have access to their constitutional rights. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, don't put them in the same category as some of these people that are murdering people. Mm-hmm. Like You have to separate the two. And in the case of the Uvalde shooting, um, I helped pass this piece of legislation that would have prevented the Uvalde shooting. Um, yeah, was this, was this the the piece
2: that you worked on with Cornyn?
1: It was it was the Safest Community Act, and the reason okay. I voted for the Safest Community Act were a couple things. One is that shooter should have never got access to that AR-15.
2: Now the shooter was eighteen years he old. He was eight, just turned eighteen. And um, there's a, there's an argument in the Texas House that they should raise the the, the age of buying a gun from eighteen to twenty one. And, and people see that, the Second Amendment guys see that as a domino. This the is, domino falls and everything yeah, goes
1: through. I've, I've actually been against raising the age limit. I've mm-hmm. been against ra- banning any um, any hardware because some people said, oh, you can have access to this or the other. Uh, I've been against any excess um um due process it's all about due process mm-hmm. if you're a law abiding a citizen you should have access to all these things now if you're if you i mean arguably, we might need it we might need it to protect ourselves from these venezuelans we already need it yeah. we already do but if you're if you are if you are a kid with with mental health health illnesses mm-hmm. you, you do not need access to a gun and people that sell guns, will be the first ones to tell you, hell, I don't want to give any guns to somebody that's going to go shoot up our schools. So, so there's so, a balance. Yeah.
2: Um, in in the wake of Uvalde, obviously, it's, it's turned into a big political football. Sure, and I don't, yeah, it has. And, and I, that's kind of what we're talking about. Yep. Um, um, we had a child here that was killed from yeah. here that was killed in Uvalde. Um, his I guess part of his his, wow. his dad lived here. mom yeah. Or yeah. adopted parents lived in Uvalde. Yeah. But um, uh, people, you know, we're having a shooting like every other day now. Yeah, I know. I know. So what the
1: heck? This is what I've said. I've said uh, our kids deserve to feel safe in school. Mm -hmm. And we deserve to, you can protect the Constitution and you can protect our kids in school. It does not have to be either or. And anyone trying to sell you either or is lying to you. Mm -hmm. We can protect both. How do you do that? You protect, you prevent bad actors from getting a hold of guns, and you, and you, you give access to those that do. The, the facts are is the killing stops when a second gun enters the equation. So one of the things that I've looked at, and I've got 119 cities and towns in right. this district. It's massive. Mm-hmm. Every school district is completely different than the next. Some school districts, they want, they want a fence and, and razor wire 10 feet high. Other school districts, they don't want their their schools to look like prisons. Mm -hmm. Uh, Some school districts, they want their teachers armed with this guardian program. Other school districts don't. So the way I've I've, uh, recently put a piece of legislation that gives those school districts that have guardian programs, Mm -hmm. that have their teachers armed, it gives them access to training, gives them access to uh, 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 basically uh, train their teachers to be more proficient. So it boils down to this. We have to protect our kids. We mm-hmm. have to. I've got six kids. I'm invested. Um, um, and don't think for a second what happened in Uvalde can happen to your town. Mm-hmm. Right? So we got to get I'll ahead I'll just tell of you it.
2: that this right here, this issue right here, when you talk to our police chief, yep. uh, Frank Carter, he yep. will tell you this, the thing that keeps him up at night yeah. is something happening at one of the schools inside the city limits of San Angelo. I know. He said that is the one thing. That we, we're not prepared to handle. And, of course, you know, it was, it was a little bit of a botched job in Uvalde. A lot, sure. of, a lot of criticism. Sure. I won't get into it. Sure. But, but, I mean, the, the law enforcement guys here looked at that and said, we got to make sure we're ready. That's exactly you right.
1: Know? And, you know, one of the things that I I, um, I had just gotten elected, I went all over and I was asking folks, I go, judges, mayors, community leaders. I said, um, I said, if there's one thing I could do for you, what would that be? And everyone had different things. Oh, we need a new road. We need water. You know, we need whatever, these different things. Mm -hmm. Guess what the city of Uvalde asked me for? What? A mental health facility. They already knew their community had a mental health issue before that shooting even occurred. One of the things that I've done in Congress, and I'm very proud of this, is we have, uh, we allotted several million dollars to build a new mental health facility in Uvalde. Guess what? Out here in West Texas... We don't have access. No, nope, we don't. They do we not don't. exist. Mm-hmm. We have the same issues that mm-hmm. everyone else does. We we
2: have a homeless camp and uh, and it's it's like a permanent encampment up there yes. on the north side of town. Yes. And we don't have adequate resources to handle mental health. Although, I don't want to throw it back and say mental health is the oh, you know, there's the sure. whole issue behind the, sure. the 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 antidote to gun control or sure. you know, the opposite yeah. of it. I mean, we need both. I mean, I don't think we need gun control per se, but we do need smart uh, weapons laws that, that meaningful that stuff meaningful stuff now one more thing yep you get criticized for that and legislation sure. that you helped craft sure, sure. all the time that's yep. all i hear yeah, yeah yeah, so give me just before we go yep. just kind of describe the
1: battlefield you're up against when uvaldi happened so i mean first off i met with i met with uh family members the day after. I met with a family member the day after the Uvalde shooting. I'm in his living room. He had just lost his daughter. Mm-hmm. I meet with, He wanted to meet with me, and I meet with him. First thing out of his mouth, Joe, was make sure they don't take my guns away. I was like, holy smokes. Mm-hmm. He just lost a daughter. I meet mm-hmm. with another family member uh, later on in that week. First thing out of their mouth was, Tony, make sure you ban every AR that exists. Welcome to the 23rd district where, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's just all across the board. So I've looked at it this way is um, that piece of legislation, uh, red flag. I'm against red flag laws. And here in the city. And a red
2: flag laws is, is like the Bernie what was it, the Bernie syndrome or the movie where you can predict a crime. Yeah, that's right. So yeah. you can get arrested for a crime you didn't commit, but you might commit. That's right. right. That's Basically. right. Or you can have your rights taken away for a crime that you didn't commit, but they think you might commit.
1: Exactly. It's too much. What if, Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm against red flag laws. Here in the state of Texas, we don't have red flag laws. So one of the things that I get criticized for, there was funding in there for red flag laws. Well, guess what? That funding ain't ever coming to Texas because it doesn't exist. What was in that bill was billions of dollars for mental health awareness and school safety. This okay. is the problem, though, Joe. We passed that bill, and not, very little of that money has come from Washington to our schools. So guess what? It doesn't exist. Until that, until we have a, a resource officer in there, until we have the mental health facilities, until our schools have bulletproof windows and are single locked doors. Uh, there's a new campus I was visiting, a new campus in San Antonio. You push one button and every door in that in that locks. school locks. We need that everywhere, right? Mm-hmm. So one of the things that I've advocated for is. Is How do we bring those dollars home? My job as a member of Congress, yeah, to go up there and, and, and fight the wokeness and, mm-hmm. and impeach Mayorkas and line them all up and mm-hmm. all that stuff. Don't get me wrong. I have right. a great time doing that. But it's also, what are you doing for Texas? Mm-hmm. How are you making our schools safe? How are you making our communities more safe than where they are? Keeping these bad actors out of there. Protecting our kids; mm-hmm. those are the kind of things that I've been working very hard to deliver in that way.
2: All right, so you're going to win this election, this primary. It's on March 5th. Early voting started
1: today. You're going to win. All we all we do is win. All we do is win, win. <laughs> I, I've been on the ballot six times, and uh, this is my sixth time, and I'm five and zero oh for a reason. We work you, our. You guts lost
2: up. the first time.
1: No, 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 no. This is a sixth time. Um, so, this is the sixth time I'm oh, on the ballot. I got you. We Sorry, I Give got me two you. weeks, so I'll come back. And all right, so you're undefeated. I'm undefeated for a reason. We work our guts out. I go uh-huh. to all these towns, big or small, we deliver over and over again. I got an army of young conservative warriors out there knocking every door they can find. And at the end of the day, it's about results. People know the problem. Hey, I know the border's open. Mm-hmm. What are you doing to fix it? We got, uh, we got Border Patrol agents a pay raise. They had never gotten a pay raise. Our bill got that over the finish line. It's the little things. We've delivered water for some areas. Some people didn't even have indoor plumbing. The list goes on and on, but it's uh, it's my honor to serve in Congress. And, uh, you know, it was my honor to serve in the military, I served 20 years in the Navy. Uh, I work a lot for for the uh, the different services. Del Rio... Laughlin's so critical to that mm-hmm. community. Every, Air for- every uh Air Force pilot that gets that gets made is uh, is trained in Laughlin Air Force. Most Base. of them.
2: They have some that are trained in Mississippi, don't they? Yeah, a handful <laughs> of them. We don't count them though. We don't count
1: them. Anyway, this has been Tony
2: Gonzalez. He's the uh, congressman for Congressional District 23 that spans from San Antonio to El Paso along the Texas-Mexico border. Very interesting uh, discussion on the border, and uh, good luck on uh, well, early voting today. Today? This, this get out there and vote. It's February 20th. And well, if you're going to
1: vote for me, get out there and vote. If you're not going <laughs> to vote for me, go and sit this one out. <laughs> anyway, uh, the election day is uh, March
2: 5th. That's it. For the Republican primary, which, yeah, are you going to have a Democrat opponent?
1: We have a couple already. All right, so yeah. they're,
2: they're lining up. They never go away. They, they never, never go, go away. away. Well, thank you for coming on our show, Thanks, Connie. Joe. Appreciate you. Now back to the studio.
0: If you have been injured, call Jay Chandler Law. You want an honest partner who will tell it to you straight. A proven advocate right here in town. Together, let's hold them accountable. Talking about being a conservative is easy especially come election time,
2: but delivering actual conservative results is very different. As your state representative, I'm proud to have passed the strongest state-led border security bill in the nation, the largest property tax cut in Texas history, and more school safety funding to protect our children. These aren't campaign talking points, they're real conservative results, delivered. I'm Drew Darby, and I'm asking for your vote to keep up this important
1: work. When it comes to unique pieces you can't find anywhere else, Cono's Diamonds and Coins is your one-stop shop. With over 24 years in the diamond and coin industry, Cono's Diamonds and Coins is West Texas' choice for diamonds, jewelry, coins, silver, and gold. Owner Bill Cono stands by his work and offers
0: free consultations, including estate jewelry. Don't just trust anyone with your valuables. Come see the staff at Cono's at 1016 West Beauregard in San Angelo. Well, there it is again. Thank you all for watching the only locally owned live news show in the Concho Valley. We really appreciate your feedback in the comments section and letters to the editor. Thanks again for making San Angelo Live the number one news source in the Concho Valley. We look forward to bringing you all the news again throughout 2024 first, as always. Have a great day and we'll see you next time.